for just one night. Let's not be co-workers. Let's be co-people. Welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. In this episode, we'll highlight some great charity work our gaming communities are up to all over the world. And in our Gender Cells segment, we'll talk about bossy, pushy, selfish, and sneezy. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. Over the holidays this year, it came to my attention just how many gaming charities are available around the internet. Some are big names many of us know and participate in, like Extra Life and Child's Play, but there are so, so many more. Some are local to a specific region, like PDX LAN, a Portland, Oregon group that collected 37,500 pounds of food for a local food bank in 48 hours this holiday. Some are specific to a game like Plex for Good, a fundraising event within the EVE online community that raised almost $200,000 for the victims of Typhoon Haiyan in the Philippines. We often talk on the show about the positive impact of games on individual lives and family lives and couples, etc. But the charities we're going to discuss today prove just how big a positive impact gaming can have on communities at large. So were you surprised, Rhonda, when you were doing the research for this episode, just how many gaming charities were out there? Um, yeah, actually I was, because until the very first time you mentioned Child's Play to me, I didn't even know there was a connection between gaming and charities. Yeah. So that was totally new to me. And um, I found a, a, a really good source for for looking into charities associated with gaming. But it's, it's, it's a natural coupling. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know... We see a lot of people who do things like uh, team and training uh, for leukemia, for running and, and cycling and all kinds of things like that, or people who will sell um, different items. Their kids will sell candy bars or whatever to raise money for, for groups and such. Um, so it makes sense that gaming as a hobby or a pastime, something that we enjoy doing, we can sort of couple with charity. Yeah, and also the fact that we've... we preach so much about how social and community oriented mm-hmm. gaming is anyway. Exactly. And <clears throat> you really see that passion and that enthusiasm involved in these charities because they're they're mostly they're all grassroots. Right, exactly. They're all th- they're all ideas that someone had, oh, this would be a great way for gamers to support this group or to support this group or, you know, individual like, you know, the PDX land group and their, you know, collecting food for a local food bank at yeah. the holidays. I mean, that's just, it makes sense. They were all getting together to have a, you know, have a land party, you know, bring some food, yeah. give it to charity. It, it takes a little work. Yes. And there's a whole lot. Yeah. There's a whole lot that I don't understand about nonprofits. And, and I ran into that while I was trying to work with Extra Life. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing this research, um, that's a whole very complicated um, political and financial field. But that definitely should not stop you from from you know trying to find a charity out there if you're wanting to get involved along with your passion. Yeah. So what was the outcome of Extra Life for 2013? Well, I was I was shocked even though that I put in some really low goals um because I so many unknowns, I didn't right. know how it was going to turn out, but um along with some uh very big fan listeners, thank you all, Nicole <laughs> um, we way surpassed our goals and raised uh, $550. That's awesome. So, 
yeah, so next year I'm definitely going to, I've got a better perspective and, and hopefully can be a little more aggressive and do a little bit better. Yeah, I'm, that's my plan too, since I, I kind of had to drop out at the last minute for, for personal reasons and just being a little too overextended this last year. Um, so I'm hoping to, to get some participation going as well. But Extra Life overall raised, what, about $4 million? Yeah, it, I think it was their biggest year yet. Yeah, that's amazing. And they had, because I remember following it the day of, you know, the big day of the event, they had several attacks on their servers. Yes, they had four hacks on their service. Let's go hack a charity site. Really, people? Come on. Yeah, the big thing with um, Extra Life, if you're not familiar with it, is people commit to gaming for um, 48 hours or 24 hours, I forget what it is, and um, 24 hours. And they like in the the days when you used to do um, rockathons and stuff like that. You would get people to pledge. Will you pledge a dollar per hour that I play or whatever? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so they stream the gaming live. Mm-hmm. They've got venues that allow you to stream and stuff. Well, during this streaming period, the actual twenty four hours, that's when they got hacked. That's awesome. And I just don't get it. I know. I mean, to, to target a group that's you know that's raising money for for charity for children. Children's Miracle Network hospitals, the day everybody's, you know, streaming to, to raise money. It's just, it's just awful. But, but to show, you know, the perseverance of our community. <laughs> yeah. Still managed to raise $4 million, even with four hacks the day of the event. Yeah. That's and they, awesome. they apparently had some pretty awesome volunteers and stuff because they handled it better than mm-hmm. probably most corporations because oh, they got I, through that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, it it's just it was just amazing to watch the way that worked and the way, you know, the way they kept everything going and they kept it up. And they were very forthcoming and um uh, transparent about what was happening with the site and what mm-hmm. they were doing to fix it, and and I love seeing that because that's yeah. really that really shows a, a level of commitment from the from the organization itself. So, well, in the life. research, I did find quite a few places and um, just some caveats to begin with. I highly encourage you to check out the charity. Check what their uh, money goes to, where it goes, how much of it goes there how it's done, um, how visible or transparent their actions are. Um, We have not participated in any of these charities except for Extra Life. Right. So um, I get most of this information from a site. uh, Let me scroll down here and go ahead. I'm going to mention it two or three times because it was a really good site. Uh, Gamepolitics.com. They have a category uh, related specifically to game-related charities. And they do blog posts. Now, typically, it's it's after the fact or just right when it's getting started. So it's, it's more of a news site. Um, but I found them to be fairly reliable on their information. So I would still question, go out there and check the charity out and see if it's one you want to be involved in. Yeah, make, make check your details, you know, find out where the money is going, where you can donate. One of the things I loved about Extra Life is that you can make it a donation to a local children's um, hospital, you know, to your region. So, you know, the money is staying locally to where you are, which is, is a really nice option mm-hmm. to have as opposed to, you know, don- donating to like the Red Cross where it could go anywhere. Yeah. And that was what was nice to me uh, when I was telling my fr- friends and family, you know, would you please contribute to Extra Life this year for me? I could tell them that it was going to a Children's Miracle Network hospital on the East Coast. Right. 
Yeah, that's always fantastic. So, well, we're just going to go through a list of the charities that I found, and I think I think all of them are very interesting, and you can just tell by their website and by their descriptions that they're very passionate. So, Regina, why don't you kick us off, and we'll just we'll just step through these a little bit. Okay, uh, one of the first ones we have listed is Child's Play, um, and they raised seven point six million uh, in two thousand thirteen, uh, which is a fantastic amount of money. They coordinate with hospital staff to set up wish lists for kids. They get gaming consoles and games to children who are going through treatments in the hospital, so they have something other than just hospital treatments to look forward to um, during their their time and their stay in the hospital. Um, as anybody knows, a, a hospital stay can be very scary thing, but especially for a child. So having something that might be familiar, something that they do at home, like gaming, uh, to sort of normalize that experience for them, I think is a really powerful thing. Child's play is often, um, there's often uh, volunteers at PACS, because I think child's play is associated with PACS. Oh, okay. Um, And so they generally sell cookies or treats and walk around um, raising money that way. (laughs) <laughs> bought more than a few sets of <laughs> cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you need that energy at PAX. Man. Exactly, at PAX. Um, in fact, I think one, one PAX, they actually had um, cookies that were shaped in PAX letters that were um, <laughs> uh, sugar cookies with peanut butter in them. So I was like, oh, I'll take those because that's a little protein. I can, you know, uh-huh. justify this. <laughs> and it was great this year. I noticed that they actually had um, diabetic options for people. So they had sugar-free candies and things people could buy if they didn't want to buy cookies. So that's one way that they, they go through and raise money, sort of very grassroots. Walking around the con selling cookies is a, is a pretty grassroots way to approach it. So I've always appreciated that from them. Well, there's another thing that uh, you want to notice when you're looking at these charities. Some of these charities have, um, they're actually established, uh, what is it, the 501 nonprofit, mm-hmm. whatever the government number yeah, is. Yeah, the government association, yeah. Just like the um, American Heart Association or the Red Cross or something like that, Goodwill. Um, but some of these organizations that we're talking about are gaming companies or they're independent of the 501s and they are just uh, ways of organizing. Right. And they'll they'll have a one-day event like Extra Life does mm-hmm. or they have a weekend event or they are just an assist for helping you organize an event. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why I, t- I tend to get confused whenever I'm looking at these. Um, child's Play is year-round. Um, I know that right now Extra Life is not taking any more money. Right. They do theirs for a period there in November and December. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is Gamers Outreach Foundation. And they actually do three different things, which I think is so cool. Yeah, this this is a really great looking organization that I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to learn a little bit more about myself. Um, the first thing that they do is something called Project Go-Kart. And what they do is they... Um, create these gaming consoles that are portable so that if you're in the hospital and you can't leave your hospital room, you're stuck up to machines or you can't leave the bed, they can just wheel these gaming consoles and these gaming systems from room to room and then you have access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it easier on the hospital staff and then it get, you know it gives the patient some options besides uh, the terrible network television. <laughs> 
Um, they call it Project Go-Kart. Um, the other one is Fun for Our Troops. And there's actually a couple of organizations that work on sending gaming packages to our troops overseas, mm-hmm. which are a wonderful stress relief and a break for uh, troops that are away from home, away from family, and um, pretty much... Uh, have nothing but government issued yeah <laughs> everything exactly and it, it gives you know it's, it's one of those times where escapism really is vital <laughs> yeah. needing to break away from the situation where they're at so it really is vital at that point and the final thing that gamers outreach foundation does is something called gaming for others it is mostly a coordination of online gaming tournaments and so those are specific and they're timed and they help you out with organizing. If you want to do one, uh, they will help you organize an online tournament and pick an orga- organization that you want to do it with. And you can check their website and look at the organizations that they're associated with right now. Yeah, that's one great way to find sort of connections and, and, and to find, you know, a tournament online and maybe a community that you could work with to, to raise money to that's local to you or, you know, associated with a game you like to play. <laughs> yeah. So um, so you can you can take what you already know, your already established knowledge and, and sort of create a charity around it. So that's that's always a helpful way to go. <laughs> uh, so another one we have are Gamers for Giving. Um, like the Humble Bundle, Gamers for Giving is an organization, organized event that benefits Gamers Outreach Foundation. Um, and so it's a competitive gaming tournament and LAN party that helps generate resources and awareness. Um, do you remember, Rhonda, is there a specific... Uh, Humble Bundle uh, works with Child's Play. Okay, okay. I thought that they were. They were. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were. Well, this is Gamers for Giving. I was wondering if they were associated I, with I have anybody a, else. I think they're the same thing. Oh, I think okay. They, they, I think they uh, do. Um, Gamers for Giving does Humble Bundle? I think they do Child's Play. I okay. Think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I'll try to look that up while we're here and okay. see. But um, the next one that I've got is The Well of Goodwill. And this is uh, like the one that you mentioned in the introduction. The Will of Goodwill um, enables the RuneScape gaming community to donate in-game wealth toward charitable causes. Yeah, see, I think that this is genius. That was one of the reasons why the Plex for Good in uh, EVE Online, because, you know, Plex is one of the ways you have money in EVE Online. Um, I think that's a great thing to do because it takes your actual gameplay and makes your gameplay charity. Yeah, because, I mean... There are some players that do absolutely nothing but mining. Yeah, exactly. Who who have tons of in-game cash. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if I, it's like in Borderlands right now, my, my goal is just to get like a million dollars. And it's like, I've got nothing to spend it on. I'm mm-hmm. not going to spend any money on at the vending machines because I find better loot or I get keys or something. Right. But if I had a million bucks, I would be thrilled to donate Mm-hmm. Half of that, more than half of that, to a charity. If if I thought that it would, the company would generate um, actual dollars out of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really it's really genius because you know I I would have done that in WoW in a heartbeat when I you know my top level characters had lots of cash and lots of goodies and lots of things I never used. You know, bank full of stuff that I could I could have easily donated anywhere. So. Yeah, I think it, it really is a smart way to go. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Gamers for Giving, um, their stuff goes to the Gamers Outreach Foundation. So like Project Go-Kart and Fun for Our Troops. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. A a lot of these things are hand in hand, which just emphasizes the community even that much more. Yeah, absolutely. And so we have Gaming for Good as well. Um, And all revenue goes to Save the Children's PayPal. So it's it's a separate account. It's a PayPal account. Yeah, Yeah, that's set up to um, for for children's, I'm assuming children's hospitals. So gamers donate and are awarded points they can use to unlock games kind of like Steam keys so you can get into games and um, and the games themselves are donated by developers and publishers. So the, the companies themselves give the games and then the gamers are awarded them after they've unlocked a certain level of, of uh, donations. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no limit to the creativity of the ways that you can work out a charitable um, fundraiser in the gaming community. I was surprised at the number of ways. I mean, some of these um, organizations, they just help you organize a fundraiser. Yeah. Some donate games some make games i mean it's just it's just really wonderful just if you've got an idea i run with it yeah exactly exactly and 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 there is likely a charity out there or a group that's working in the way you want so you can if you wanted to start your own charity i'm sure they'd be willing to talk to you and give you an idea about how they got started and got their Mm -hmm. infrastructure set up as well so lots of conversations to be had here yeah um, Operation Supply Drop is um, just like the uh, Fund for Our Troops. It is a nonprofit designed to build uh, game care packages for men and women in the armed forces. And they're, um, w- whether they're deployed into combat zones or if they're in medical hospitals. It's really, you know, sending a piece of home to, you know, our troops, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really a powerful thing. Uh, homesickness is, is nothing to joke about. <laughs> no, and they're big gamers, too. Yeah, they are big gamers. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's really a very powerful thing to be able to afford someone who's serving their country a chance to take a break and to escape from the realities surrounding them with uh, with some gaming. So as as much as and as much as and as powerful as gaming is for us who are you know civilians and uh, safely in our mm-hmm. in our living rooms it's it's just that much more powerful for people who are in threatening situations so well, this so, next one is a lot like what i was just talking about yeah global gaming initiative um develop games specifically to help charities so that their basic idea is developing games to support charities you buy the games and they donate the money and purchases with their first game psychic cycle help bring bikes to kids in need and that's another fantastic thing because how many kids who are you know from lower income uh families and homes and areas could need a bicycle yeah i mean having a bike as a kid that's a rite of passage that's just that's just one of the things you do yeah absolutely (laughs) and and it gives you so much freedom (laughs) uh yeah that's that first taste of freedom man when you can get out of the driveway on Mm -hmm. your own yeah oh man i remember the first time my parents let me bring my my bicycle camping with us and i could go anywhere i wanted (sighs) to on my bike oh those are good times adventures Mm -hmm. you're on a steed waiting to conquer something (laughs) exactly Um, well, I had never heard of the Able Gamers Foundation. Oh, really? And oh, yeah. No. They're, at, they're usually at PAX. They were at PAX. At least they were at oh. PAX Prime. They did a panel at PAX Prime. Um, well, if you know any more than I do here, I mean, the, all I noticed is that they they are an organization that 
advocate on the behalf of uh, the disabled community Mm -hmm. to get them access to video games so that they can be included in what we all love and enjoy. Yeah, it's it's a great foundation. They do a lot of work with uh, game companies to keep um, gamers with disabilities in sight when they're developing games and um, modifying controllers so people can use them. You know, just there's awesome. all kinds of great stuff going on at the Able Gamers Foundation. They're, they're good people. There's good stuff happening. So definitely keep, keep an eye on them. Yeah, I'm actually getting ready to, uh, for the first time, do a, a, some research for work about um, disabled accessibility to mobile mm. devices. So oh, I'm, very, interesting. I'm very interested in, in learning. I, I, I've got no background in it, so I'm, I, I love uh, new information. Yeah, that'll be an interesting uh, uh, road to wander down <laughs> for sure. So this is a really interesting one. I'm very intrigued by by this this group and this uh, this concept, really. So this is called Depression Quest, and it's an interactive fiction game where you play as someone living with depression. So you're given a series of everyday life events and have to attempt to manage your illness, relationships, jobs, and possible treatment all together sort of in the game. So the idea is that it allows um, people who... Uh, suffer from depression to know they're not alone, but also shows people who don't suffer from depression what it, what it can do and the impact it can have on your life. And, and that's a really powerful thing because depression is serious. There's a lot of bad stuff that can come out of depression and learning and understanding. Chances are everybody has someone in their life who suffers from depression. So learning and understanding what they're going through is pretty pretty powerful and important thing. Yeah, I thought this was a very... Um, not a very unique approach, but it was definitely different than all the other things that were Mm -hmm. in the list. And I wasn't even quite sure that I wanted to include it in the list um, because I really would like to know, you know, the background of the organization and what, what um, medically in the um, industry that they're, the information that they're using to create the game. I'm, I'm always very suspicious if you people don't already know, um, <laughs> Rhonda's a cynic on the show. <laughs> yeah, of of things being uh, contrived or of trying to force a particular opinion or agenda. Right. But um, being a sufferer of depression myself, th- um, this is a very hard thing to explain because it's a you know it's one of those words like oh I have a headache that you throw around and people say oh you know take a Tylenol right. And it's very hard to understand the impact that um, the extremes of something like an illness or uh, a medical condition, a mental condition can have. So uh, it's a very interesting idea. And you've got to appreciate the passion that went behind spending the time. If you've ever developed a game, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that goes into that. So you've, you've got to be committed. I can only imagine so. all I've ever developed is a dissertation, so... Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is. A lot yes. of love. Yep. Yeah, um, well, Gaming Worldwide is a global organization, this is what I referred to earlier, that basically helps people create events to raise money for charities. This is where I get really confused. Um, I don't know how they make money. I guess it's just through donations. But they basically are out there to help other people raise money. 
Hmm. Um, I don't know much about them, so uh, we're not promoting them here. But <laughs> <laughs> but Gaming Worldwide, because they were a global organization, it might be something if you're thinking about doing a big project maybe, uh, something besides you and your friends, uh, and you want some help maybe on, you know, how do you get started with the logistics? Right. These people have it ironed out. Right. Yeah. And and resources like that are an invaluable sort of set up and help you walk through the process of getting something yeah. off its feet because anybody who started any kind of new, you know, endeavor knows it's always good to talk to somebody who's already done it. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't reinvent the wheel. You want, you want that extra energy and passion that you've exactly. got for uh, a cause to, to go to getting that money. Exactly. Exactly. You want to keep up with, uh, with what you're actually doing and not get, you know, bogged down on the logistics and the red tape associated with everything. So another group is called Rise Up Gaming, um, and they are looking to entertain viewers while promoting tolerance, opposing discrimination and prejudice, and creating healthier communities for future gamers, um, which is a, a mission statement that we here at Game on Girl can definitely get behind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Even though it was another one I was cynical about. It's <laughs> like, you know, okay, uh, how do you, what kind of tolerance are you promoting right. and, and, and what are the rules and everything. But at the same time, it was the only thing that I saw when we, when we're talking about the trolling and the harassment to the levels and the degrees at which we've, we've discussed on the show. Yeah. Um, it was, it was one of the only organizations besides, um, uh, cosplay is not consent. Right. That's fighting bullying. Right. And, and this is really important to pay attention to, especially in our new social media world where our teenagers are getting, you know, yeah. cyber bullied. It, it's just, it, it's awful that, that that's a thing. <laughs> I, know, I know. You know, that that really is. And it really does have the negative impacts that it does. Bullying is bad enough by itself. But, you know, at least, you know, in days of yore, you could go home and get away from it. But now it follows you in your social media. It's just, it's, you know, hard. So, um these are important things that we should talk about and we should think about. And as we've talked about on the show and had Jenny Hanover on to talk about her experiences, mm -hmm. you know, that there is no need for this kind of behavior for anybody. So we don't need these power plays. Mm -hmm. So hopefully and there's a, a hardcore uh, spelled out tangible organization that's dealing with it. Exactly. That's talking about and putting these, you know, topics up and, and we can't stand against that. We definitely need to support yeah. anybody who's, who's bringing the topics up and bringing awareness. It's, it's, it's all very powerful stuff. Well, like I said before, um, a lot of this information I got starting with uh, gamepolitics.com. I did a search on gaming and charities and it led me to their blog and it was just, it was very informative. I did not start at the top. Um, it led me directly to their one to topic, game-related charities. Mm -hmm. So we'll have the link on the website. Um, I, I, you know, I would bookmark this thing and stick with it because, uh, yeah, I keep checking back as a yeah. news source. Yeah. I just yeah. thought it was really interesting and, um, good links, at least that you could follow up with a lot of new information I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Uh, and conveniently enough, we, we put this script together for this week and uh, yesterday, Extra Credits actually did a, a video <laughs> on awesome the exact video. same topic. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> talking about the idea of gaming for good. So, um, so definitely go and check out their link as well and check out their video. It's a really, it's a really brief video. We, we go way more into depth into sort of different options that gamers have for, um, for charities here, but they give a good snapshot overview of, of what's been done. And they give a shout out to the PDX land people and their, um, food drive that they did this year. So, yeah, it's easy to find a charitable cause right at your computer or on your console. Um, check out your favorite game developer or distributor. Chances are they have a good way for you to contribute money. They are heralding a charitable cause of some kind. Um, that's just how the gaming community rolls. Add a gaming charity to your 2014 resolutions. It's not too late. And let us know about it. Well, this week in Gender Cells, we're going to talk about how some advertisers just managed to get it right. <laughs> we love to highlight these moments when we get to see a commercial that really makes us feel like somebody's paying attention to something beyond, um, you know, I'm sure they're paying attention to their bottom line and making money as well. But it's nice when the images kind of go with a, a positive spin yeah. as opposed to uh, uh, playing up negative stereotypes. So the first commercial that we're going to talk about um, is a Pantene Pro-V commercial, and it was highlighted on the website Upworthy.com um, a couple of weeks ago. And um, I'm I was trying to figure out kind of how to describe it, Rhonda. Do you have any ideas about how you would describe this commercial? Uh, it's it's very much just a compare and contrast of um, stereotypes, mm -hmm. which is unusual. There it, there's no voiceover, right? It's just, and it's all visual. It's all, it's all visual, visual and reading. Mm -hmm. And um, I love the way they did the visuals because they're very uh, realistic. They're just different life situations. Mm -hmm. And they're comparing and contrasting the views of the exact situation, but one with a male and one with a female. Right. A male protagonist and a female protagonist. Kind of going yeah. back and forth on where they would be in a work situation and a social situation and mm -hmm. um, different, um, different, like you said, life moments. And, and the different ways that women are perceived and men are perceived doing exactly the same thing. Yes. Having the exact same interaction, but the different way that we, that stereotypically people are perceived based on that. And it's interesting because the, as they're showing the scenes, they, they keyword each situation. Yes. The, the keyword for the male situation and then the keyword that's stereotypical for the female situation. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm going, yeah. Yeah, me that, too. That is exactly. People said uh, that to me. I've had yes. someone say this. Oh, yes, I get, you know, I get called bossy. I get called selfish, you know, yeah. when I'm doing the exact same things a, you know, a male colleague Vain, would be doing. Arrogant, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, show off. Yeah. Where, yeah. I mean, the, the guy will be perceived as uh, tough, initiative, forward thinking and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it, it's very hard to <laughs> to change the perception and and it's uh I, I don't know it is it's one of those situations where I'm without words except that I am now going to buy nothing but Pantene Pro-V products <laughs> I know right <laughs> because it was done so incredibly well this is a Pantene 
ad. Yeah, it's it's an advertisement for, you know, mm-hmm. at the, the last, you know, the the female protagonist is, you know, walking across the street with absolutely beautifully bouncing, you know, hair that looks absolutely gorgeous. Yep. Um, you know, so it is it is definitely an ad. It was an ad for the Philippines, which is interesting. Um, I know. Uh, that I'm, I'm kind of sad <laughs> to wonder why it was, you know, not a, a U.S. sort of centric um, it's I obviously got plenty of plenty of coverage here. Um, yeah. And as I said, it went it went completely viral. And we even had somebody posted on the Game on Girl uh, Facebook page, uh, Citizen Seven, you know, said, I hope you guys talk about this in your your advertising uh, sub segment. So uh, oh, cool. here we are talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Because awesome. <laughs> it, it really is a very powerful. It's one of those examples of ex- the exact power that images have and, uh, and mm. the gender, and it's kind of a gender flip too, actually. Yes. You know, in a, in a very much more subtle way than a lot of the other gender flips that we've talked about. It's much more subtle in the way it's, it's presenting it, but it's the same basic idea of taking male, female and putting them in the same situations and seeing how yeah. the perceptions change. So I, I think much more effective. I, think I this agree. Gender flipping is incredibly effective yeah very powerful yeah and i think at least i I imagine and i may be projecting a little bit here on you rhonda and if i am you can definitely (laughs) let me know but um one of the things that resonated so much with me is is uh, you know i've heard myself referred to as as many of the words that they described the the female in those um in that commercial i'm like oh that's this is part of my lived experience yeah and i imagine you had the same kind of reaction to it as well where it's like oh yeah yep yeah, i heard that one <laughs> heard that one before and yes yeah, somebody said that to me as well so yeah. um, most, most people are just scared of me regina <laughs> they don't, they don't <laughs> approach me directly <laughs> don't look her in the eyes <laughs> yes i'm one of those <laughs> well, I'll between keep that pain. in mind. I mean, the next time we're in a con <laughs> together, I'm just going to push you out in front. I can be the, you know, I'll take hey, I'm here. I'm proud that one time I stared down a marine. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, between Pantene and Dove, I, I I just I really like the way that they're going with yeah, the female and it's nice image. because then we have like you know you have hair products and skin products covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and they're not, they're, as far as I can tell, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm actually speaking out something I don't know, but I, I don't think either of these companies are hurting uh, because no, they've I, changed their direction yeah. or uh, th- that they're appealing to the real woman. No, no, I, I think, I absolutely um, think that, especially Dove, because Dove has been doing this for mm-hmm. at least 10 years now. Yeah. Um, having these, you know, alternative advertisements and videos and, you know, the some of their YouTube material, that's absolutely outstanding. Um, so I, I don't think that that's hurting their bottom line in any no. way, shape or form. Well, the video I saw this week is another positive video. Um, I know I saw a negative video this week, but I can't remember it. Uh, <laughs> I, I watch football a lot, so I'll keep an eye out for it. Okay. If I find it. I'll if you're going to see it during anything, it's probably going to be yeah. during football. You better believe it. Yeah. Um, but it was a Honda Civic Coupe. And the it's it's the entire video is done to, to a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is pretty great, and the there there are highlights to it. It's a ve- it's a montage of several different people from all walks of life singing the song. But uh, one of the things I notice uh, very specifically are a couple of women in cosplay. Yes, yep. That 
say something about not being judged yeah, for, for how you are. look or what you do. Yeah. Um, and it, it, that's pretty much what it is. It's like, you know, today's a great day and I like who I am. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was a great overall message. Um, had some really cute, just flashes of people really enjoying what they were doing. And, mm-hmm. um, the cosplayers definitely standing out. Almost all of them were nerd references of one way or another. Um, yep. another one of my favorites was a young nerdy, guy in the driver's seat with a cute blonde sitting next to him talking yep. about, you know, chemistry. <laughs> and there was one that I liked when, that was a, um, a, a short row of scientists that were making comments about, I forget what they were making comments about, but what I noticed is that one of the scientists was a woman yeah. and she's the one that spoke. And she was in the forefront of the picture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed that as well. So there are lots of, you know, there's a lot to be said for subtlety. That's that's not mm-hmm. a real, you know, sort of hard play in terms of, of pushing the, the images out there, but but it's still very powerful. And it's it's the kind of messages that hopefully we should have more not just yeah, commercials, you know, talking about, but you know, shows in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, in, in this commercial, it, it's very specifically you cannot nail down gender cells in exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That it has true. nothing to do with gender or gender definition. Yeah. Yep, definitely. It's just, it's just about people. Yay, go Honda! And I saw that on, I saw that on television. Nice national television. Good. So that's a that's a a very prominent running ad for them right now. Excellent. That's that's very good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, we love talking about these commercials and marketing, or at least I do. I love, <laughs> I love ripping them apart. Yes, me too. My students will attest to that. <laughs> Um, if you've seen any commercials that you want us to talk about, be sure and send them our way. We would love to add them to this segment. You've been listening to Game On Girl. You can find all of our social media connections and the ways to get in touch with us on our website at GameOnGirl.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook, and you can comment in the blogs. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at Row Room. That's R-H-O, R-H-O-O-M, although I never talk. And you can email me... Oh, it's just a, been such a busy holiday. Yeah, it has been. It. It's been a busy few weeks for all of us. <laughs> you can email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, as I'm known on Twitter. And I do talk on Twitter. Yep, she does. Probably, She's great. great probably more than media. I should. <laughs> I actually spend quite a bit of time on Twitter. Um, even if I'm not uh, posting, uh, I do spend a, a fair amount of time reading and looking at things and uh, and talking. So, And if you follow me and I don't follow you back, all you have to do is say hi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, literally just say hi, because I, I don't follow uh, blindly. Uh, I, I try to make sure people are real accounts before I start yeah. following them. So if you want to follow and I'm not following you, just drop me a tweet that says hi, and I will be glad to to follow you back. So uh, and I love Twitter. Twitter's been very good to the show. <laughs> yeah, I love Twitter, too. I just I just haven't had time. I, yeah. I, I just didn't enjoy it so much in fact i would get wrapped up in it and i wouldn't do anything but twitter all day yes yeah, so, social oh. media is one of those sort of uh, you know uh, black holes of time yes. so. <laughs> yeah. that's all, good, yeah, that's all 
yeah, all of a sudden be like, oh, where did the last half an hour go? Oh, right. I've been on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure to check out the website for all the links to the charities we've discussed today. And please consider giving your time and money in and out of game to these great organizations. The gaming community is a strong, dynamic, and awesome place. And that's what it can, needs to continue to be. So let's up the ante for 2014 and help raise even more money for those in need. Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher Streaming. These links, along with references made in the show can be found on our website gameongirl.com you can also find a link to an ios app that you can download for your your iphone or your ipad to directly link to the rss feed for the show this podcast is edited by ryan broom at desert tree media and the theme song good day by triple fox is used under a creative commons attribution license thanks so much for listening and until next time game on Thank you.